So the last thing that we showed you last week was about the Father. Jesus said in John, he said, I live because I eat of the Father. Zoe, we gave you the definitions for eating. Two of them is trogos and trephagion. But Jesus said, I'm alive because I eat of my Father. And then we gave you the classic example yesterday. We eat fruit and living things because living things produces life in us. Doctrine is not alive. Now, the Word of God is, but man's doctrine is not alive. And so we told this, you, you can take this black piece of cloth here and, and you can boil it and barbecue it and cut it up in small pieces, but you will die because there's no life in it. And people have made the mistake through the years that they thought the church itself or the building or the denomination has life. It does not. Only Christ has life. And if we'll just learn to eat of him, then as Jesus said, I live because of my father, because my father's alive, and you will live because you eat of me. That's the secret. And unfortunately, we go to churches today that we have cooking classes on how to cook dead things. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm only interested in the eating of the life of Christ, and in him, he'll produce life. So we've been talking about feeding my sheep. Bosco, my arneons, Pome, my probatons, and we've been kind of through this, but but I kind of get somewhere today, and next week, if you'll show up, it'll, I will not offend you today. In John chapter 10 and 27, he says, My sheep hear my voice, or know my voice, and they will follow me. Now, the King James says the word here, but the Greek lexicon means they know my voice. And I use this, and my wife calls me without caller ID, and she said, Hey, this is your wife, Gala. Well, after 41 and a half years, I figured out 42. 42, I figured out who it is. Yeah, I say, she didn't know. She's over there, 41, 42. So the word here, it, it means with understanding of who's talking to you. And, and this whole room is filled with airwaves. I mean, we got TV programs, we got rock and roll, we got everything that's going through this airwaves. All we need is just a something, a transmitter that we can tune in to the right thing. Because everybody here could have a radio and we can all tune into a different channel and we can all pick up, but they're all here. The frequencies are here. The things of God is, is all around you, but the things of Satan is all around you as well. It's just according to what you set your dial to. Because what, is what you tune into is what you turn into. Don't look at me that way. So when he says the word follow, they will follow me. They'll hear my voice and they will follow me. Now, this sermon is rated for mature audiences only. I don't mean we're going to like, do bad things. I'm just telling you, I'm not saying this are immature. I'm just saying some of us are immature here. Not everybody. Who is my sheep? And somebody said, the guy next to me, you don't have a right to say that because you don't know that. If they do not hear the voice of God and obey the voice of God, John says they are not his. Jesus said they're not mine. He told the religious leaders that. He said, you know, you do all these things, but you do not obey my father and you don't listen to anything I say, so I'm going to tell you straight up. You don't belong to me. And that stung. So this morning, the key is, I've, I've said this, but if I'm to feed his sheep, if I love him, and I do, and number one, there's two things. I've got to, I've got to find out who his sheep is and then I've got to know what to feed them. And so we, 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 we finished that up last week. So the word follow, this is found really three times, maybe four, but three particular times the word follow. 
Number one, the word follow is found in Ephesians 5 and 1. It says this. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. This is the word, mamitis is a word for, where we get a word for mime or imitators. Imitate God. Mamitis is where we get it for a mime, someone who imitates. Gayla bought me a big old sign it's on, in my office. It says, children are great imitators. Give them something great to imitate. So he's telling us, Paul says, be imitators or or whatever that you find in the scripture that God is doing, then do that. Mimic him. Number two is found in Philippians 3 and 12. And he says, none of those that I've already attained it, I haven't arrived, neither have already are perfect, but I follow after it that I may apprehend for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. So in English, he's saying, I haven't arrived here. I take three steps forward, but I always take two steps backwards, but I'm still making progress one step. But one thing that I do, I follow. This Greek word for follow is, is dioko. And dioko is where we get a word for diokos. But dioko means to pursue, to stalk. It means to hunt. It has everything to do with a hunter or trapper of wild game. We've talked about this. It is not for recreation. It is for occupation. When the Apostle Paul says this, that we have any hunters here, whether it be a deer hunter or whatever it is, you, you always, you just don't go out in the field of gun and say, I, I think I'll just shoot in the wood and see what happens. That's not going to work. You, 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 you look for tracks. You look for footprints. You look for watering holes. You look for branches that have been nibbled on. And you say to yourself, I don't see it yet, but evidently they're the tracks that are here. And what I will do, I will come back every day and I will follow the tracks. Here's the key that you need to know about Christians. You, you've, been, you've been fooled that you could just show up to a church building and somebody says, if you'll show up, God will be here. They don't have a right to even say that. So here's the deal. Sometimes when you're hungry for God and you're looking for God, Sometimes he just won't jump out of the bushes and go, boo, here I was. I was just hiding from you. That's not the way it works. I found out if I'm hungry for God and seeking God, then sometimes it's not the fact he intentionally hides himself from me, but sometimes it is the pursuit and the stalking that makes the thing so wonderful. I love to stalk my wife in a wonderful way before we got married. I don't, stalk is a bad word. Pursue her, chase her, hound her. And after much begging and pleading, I finally said, yes, I will marry you. And I'm glad. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was the other way around. But the Apostle Paul said, I haven't apprehended this thing. I, I don't have it all. But one thing I've learned to do is I've learned to get somewhere and get still. I haven't personally seen him the way that I want to see him, but I know I've seen his signs and evidence of who he really is. I'm not going to follow some, some skunk tracks. I will, I will have to learn what his tracks look like. We live in a world today that we don't know the footsteps of Jesus from the footsteps of Bigfoot. We just follow anything comes along. Oh my goodness, there must be something over there. Let's go. So this word, it means, it means that it's a hunter's terminology that says this. If I, don't, if I don't pursue him today, if I don't find him today, I won't eat today. It's that serious. I'm, I'm not just going out killing something so I can hang a head on the, my wall. If, if I don't hear from God this week, I may put a gun to my brains. If I don't really find the peace and the presence of God maybe this week, maybe I'm going to cash it in. 
So now then we, we change the venue of coming to church just for recreation like we're somebody hot and we're not to the fact of I desperately, I've got to hear from God today. And I'm seeking him and I'm being very quiet and I'm being very still and I'm waiting for his presence to move that I will apprehend him. That's the word follow. And I'm going to tell you through, through a lot of years of this that he's never just jumped out and say, ta-da, he's never done that to me. But I've always had to get my place in a place where I wait for him to walk by. And it may take weeks and it may take months, but here's the deal. Just one word from him will ease my mind. And he'll counsel all the what ifs. And, and, and what if I die of cancer? Well, what if you don't? What if I go broke? What, what if you win a million tomorrow? I mean, you're wasting time here. So the word follow, that this word follow that Jesus is referring to, it doesn't have anything to do with pursuing or stalking. It doesn't have anything to do with imitating. The word follow is, we talked about it. Aklothios is a word, two words. Kluthos is a word for a path and echoes to here. So kluthos, it means a low traveled path. It's a low travel road. I mean, there's just barely a path. What we refer to as a, as a cow path. No car tires, no, no nothing. No, no, no asphalt, no nothing. And the second word in this is where we get a word for a kuo, and it means sounds that are very clear and distinct, where we get a Greek word for acoustics. And the idea of this, that often God will lead you and I into paths and places that are not so overcrowded that we can hear him clearly and we can hear him correctly. If we are the sheep of God, and I'm going to say we are because I don't know, but I'm going to tell you I am a sheep of God, then I will tell you that the crowd has always been wrong. The Greek calls it in the New Testament mobs. And we just need someone to incite a riot and off we go. But it's amazing what Jesus said when the, when the devil took him to a place and he said, why don't you cast these stones from bread? And we talk about Paneo about yesterday about, about hunger. I was hungry, but I wasn't that hungry. I, I was hungry, but I wasn't, I wasn't hungry enough to order off your menu what you're suggesting. And I've talked about livers and gizzards and all the mother organs. I'm hungry, but I'm not that hungry. I told you, I come home. Hey, honey, I'm so hungry. I could eat a horse. She said, I bought a horse today at Ollie's. Good luck. I'm not that hungry. Jesus said, I'm hungry. And he said, then why don't you cast these stones of bread? But the Lord said, I'm hungry, but I'm not hungry enough to order off what you're cooking here. But he said, man cannot live by all the conveniences of God and what is quick and easy, but every word, every word, every word, every word, every word that comes out of the mouth of God. God is so interested in you hearing every word that every once in a while he'll take you aside where you're by yourself that you'll hear him clearly and you'll hear him correctly. Because sometimes it's hard to hear with people banging and music blanging and Speakers banging and phones ringing and kids screaming and dogs barking. And you're going, I couldn't hear God if a bomb went off. And so what he does, he'll take you to a less traveled road and off you go. 
The great thing about this is people of God and sheep of God, he'll take you to these places. He'll take you down these paths because he wants you to follow him or the word follow doesn't mean like, we'll talk about that, but it means that you're willing to be led of his spirit. So, Genesis chapter five, verse 21 and 22. I've got to explain a couple things. This says that Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years and begot sons and daughters. So we have no idea what Enoch did for the first 65 years of his life. He could have been a really rough individual. He could have been a plumber. Who knows? <laughs> Scallywag, if you would. We have no idea what he did. But we know one thing. After 65 years, he begot a son. He began to walk with God. I wonder this morning, what is your after point? Enoch walked with God after he begot a son. What will be your after point? Are you walking with God this morning? You don't have to answer that. But I'm right, are you really walking with God? Are you following him or walking with God on a path that maybe not be so crowded, but, but what will be your after point? Will it be a death, a divorce, a separation? What will it take? Instead of coming in here and whining and crying how bad you got it, I'm going to ask you a question. I know you're whining and crying, and I see you whining and crying, but has God been speaking to you lately? Well, matter of fact, he has. Well, preachers, see, the people always listen to preachers at funerals more than they will at weddings. When you had a big pay raise, when you had a big everything, and you was important, and you was somebody, you didn't listen to nobody, especially God. But now then, God seems to strip away all that stuff, and you find yourself in a low place, in an empty place, in an abandoned place, and you find yourself, it's just me and God. Well, that's a great place. You're missing what this whole thing is about. You're, you're lost in a movement. And if we're not careful, we get lost in something big, and big's not where it's at. The only thing I'm interested in big is God being big in me. I don't want to be big. I want God to be big in me. Amen. Where's your after? What is your after point? What is it? That I begin to walk with God after... AJ kind of... Told you a little bit more than he got offended. Okay. But after he got offended, he began to walk with God after he got offended. Kind of. So for 65 years, we have no idea what he's been doing. I'm not interested in what you've been doing before you got here. I don't care how old you are. All I want to know is this morning, can it be said of you that that Philip or Ardell or Brother Don or Lynn, they walk with God after the Sunday morning service on March the 5th. Something happened. It's a pivoting point after. So Enoch walked with God after something happened. So the word, we, we talked about this a while, but the word walk in the Hebrew is really two words. One is, one is a, we'll get to the, to the derivative, but halak is a word for to travel in a group, a caravan, 
a mob of people, a parade, in a crowd, it represents in a company. You're in a company. It's a large movement. So people come and they say, oh, I'm following God. I mean, we got a movement going. I mean, it's me and 900,000 others. We're following God. All right. To travel in a group, to travel in a company, to travel in these things. And so Enoch, something happened. His son was born. He said, hey, I think I better turn in the Camaro and buy a minivan. I mean, I got to. I got to buy seatbelts and slow down here. And so he began to walk with God as a lot of other people walk with God. Maybe something happened to you a long time ago and you begin to walk with God and go to church and be a part and go to church and be a part and you're walking with God and because you come to this place and we're walking with God. But verse 24 shows you the, the root of what this is all about. It says that, show verse 24. And Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him. This is not the same word for walk. This is the root word of called yalak. And yalak has everything to do, it means by definition, to travel with one other only, where we get a word for a monogamous relationship. So now then, Something happened to Enoch. He had a son, and after 65 years, he decided to walk with God, or God called him after something happened. And he's been walking with God in a group, in a company, and he's last in line, and there's about 500 in front of him. And now then, through the years, something has changed. The 500 in front of him is now depleted. They're gone. And now it's just God and Enoch, Yalak. So over time, Enoch is not now saying, what did he say? So we have a mob of people that when Enoch signed up or joined and began to walk with God, we got a mob of people that's in front of him and they're following God, if you will, and I'm not going to take the time to do that, but we could have, we could have God walking in, in, in front of this group and, and we could have 500 people right behind him that's been walking with God and Enoch just kind of joined the pack last and he's glad to walk with God and blah, 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 and he can hear something going on, but there's a lot of chatter between God and him. So he says, what did he say? And then now you know how people get things confused. And whatever God said by the time he got to Enoch was not exactly what God said. But through the years, the word yalak means, is letting you, it's an acrostic word, which means a picture word, is telling you that the other 500 now has for one reason or the other left. And every time, if they were walking in single fall, every time that one left, Enoch moved up in marching rank. And over time, the 500 left, and now then it is just Yalak, it's just Enoch and God. You've been whining while God moved somebody out of your life. Quit whining about it. You've been listening to those people more than you listen to God. Oh, that's a lot better than you just responded, but you know I'm telling you the truth. 
Oh, God loves you. He loves you. I read my Bible. Hey, did you watch Oprah Winfrey and all the... No. We have corrupted the word of God. We have polluted the word of God. We have mixed the word of God. We've taken secular things that movie stars and people that, that we feel like that we can, we can mix them together and they will not mix together. What friendship, what relationship does the world have with God? None. Bitter and sweet water should never come out of the same fountain. Don't trade. God's not going to play tricks on you. The idea of this, that in it goes from just walking with God. You're here this morning and you're walking with God. We've, we've got a big movement going on here. But one left and that one left and God moved that out of your life and God moved that person out of your life. Before you know it, you look around and it's just you and God. And now then, y'all lock. For one reason or the other, that the people that tried to confuse you or contaminate you or distract you, God has just kind of pruned them out of your life. And now then, you can hear the Lord not only clearly, but you can hear him correctly. See? So when you, when you kind of develop a lifestyle with God, James tells it, James 1 and 5, if any of you lack wisdom, just let him ask of God. Is there a lack in your life? I mean, you can, you can just fill in wisdom with uh, patience, um, a better temper. Uh, just fill one in. Is there a lack in your life? Lapeo is a word for a, a deficiency. Lack. It's called a pale. You don't care. Is there a deficiency in your life? If there's a deficiency in your life, I mean, you're craving weird things. I mean, you just, I mean, there's a deficiency. So if any man lacks wisdom, so it may, may, maybe you lack, maybe you lack loving others. Maybe you lack having a committed life. Maybe you're not as committed as you should be. Hang around. We'll help you with that next week. Then, then what are we supposed to do? Buy a book? Watch a tape? Uh, what are we supposed to do? Um... um Join a book club, um, get, get up a part of a men's group and a ladies' group. That's kind of important, but that's not what the scripture says. If any of you have a lack in anything, ask of God. Oh, that's just crazy. That's weird. I mean, you, you've asked everybody but the, but, the, but the blacksmith down the horseshoe in school before you'll ask God. See, here this morning, in the nicest way, my father has sent me to talk to you. And the scripture is true that a prophet is truly without honor in his own country. And I understand this. But I choose to be here. I like you. I like most of you. <laughs> so if you have a lack, maybe you got a bad mouth. Maybe you got a bad temper. Maybe you're hateful. Maybe you're mean. If you have a lack... Why don't you ask of God? The word of God is a word called para theos. Para is beside. Theos is God. If any of you have a lack, why don't you ask of God? And it doesn't, it doesn't. The word, the word protheos is word. It means you're in front of God. You're going, I can't whistle. God, come here. I got it all figured out. Just follow me and co-sign everything I'm going to do here. 
Oh, you got it figured out. I know you do. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got it figured out. Ekthios, the word ek is behind theos is God. I mean, we're just, we're just walling around in guilt and shame and doubt and humility and I, I goofed up again. And I mean, and God's so far ahead of you. I mean, you can't even barely see him. That's not the way you're supposed to live your life with God, walking with God. You have got to make, be made it clear. God is absolutely para, where we get a word beside, parasite. He's attached to you, beside you. If any of you have a lack, ask God. He's beside you. He is next to you. And so in a week or two, we're going to talk about the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit and how it can grow and the power of the Holy Spirit can be found not in a prayer and music and run around the building. The power of the Holy Spirit is found in the simplicity of knowing his word. And the more scriptures that I know, the more powerful in the spirit I am. Wow. He infuses power in the word. I'll talk about that in a week or two. Really. So walking by God, para, theos, it means this, that if we have a lack in anything, so the key in our request, the key is asking of God. It's, it's where we ask rather than what we are asking. Because I will tell you that it is where we ask of God is what he's interested in responding. He doesn't want us to be so far ahead of him or so far behind him. It's, I mean, it's kind of a joke. It's not really, but most of you know that a word mall is a four-letter word to me. Most of you know that. Food is not. Food is a good word. But my little wife says, let's go to the mall. I say, hey, let's don't. So, but, but you know, I tr every once in a while, especially once or twice a year, I try to be good. I said, let's go to the mall. Well, we both go into the door about the same time. But the spirit of apathy and my back begins to kill me immediately when I go into a mall. And Gayla's about nine stores. She's already bought like 20 things and I'm still barely through the door. Are we at the mall together? Yes, but are we together? No. And she's holding something up a hundred yards. Can I have this? And I can't hear it going, yes, just buy anything you want to. I'll be on the bench waiting for you here. That's, that's sometimes the way we do God. We're, 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 we're in the same kingdom with him. We're just not together with him. Here's the deal. No sin that you committed that he hasn't given you the grace to be forgiven. So quit dragging behind. There's no shame or guilt or condemnation. The only sin that he won't forgive is, is an unrepented one. And don't, and the Bible said that he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Don't get so far you think you're Mr. and Mrs. Smarty Pants that you got it figured out because you don't. We need God beside us every day of our life. And no matter what I go through, if I have a lack, I'm building a house. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of times I just ask God, I need a little help in this. If you work with the guys I work with, you'd, you'd be praying. My prayer life has really increased, especially since Resendez came over yesterday. My prayer life has really increased. So 
So asking God has everything to do with my relationship in beside me, paratheos. God is interested in our lives. So the last thing I want to talk to you about, not only did Enoch walk with God on a, on a mass scale, but things begin to happen where it, it just wound up just him and God. And you know what I like about this? You know what I like about this verse? It goes back to verse 24. And Enoch walked with God. It was just him and God. And Enoch was not. And somebody said, well, God snatched it. Oh, good Lord. I know God snatched it. That's not what he has reference to. That Enoch no longer was who he was. He was in the presence of God so much. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, but nevertheless, I live. But yet not I, but it's Christ in me. Ooh. Enoch has walked with God so much that Enoch was not. It's no longer Enoch. It's, not long, it's no longer his bad ways and his pernicious ways. It's no longer his stubbornness and his hard-headedness. It's possible that you can walk with God beside God so long that it's no longer you. It's Christ in you. It's possible that you can know someone years ago that you went to church with and you separated ways and you begin to walk with God, this Yalak, for a long time. And then you go back and meet them and, and they say, brother, how you doing? And you say something and they go, what did you do with my friend? Enoch was not. And I know that God took him and I know that God took him, but it's possible on the natural means that you can walk with God so much that it's no longer you, but God takes you. And he incorporates you into him and him to you. That it's no longer Brian. It's no longer Ardell and it's no longer Terry. It's, it's just, it's Christ in you. Isn't that really the goal that we're looking for? Isn't that the goal that we're looking for? And the answer is yes. So here we go. Galatians 5 and... Man, y'all are on the ball. Talking about walking with God and... Galatians 5 and says this, I say then that walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, this has nothing to do with carnal sins, really, kind of. Paul is saying there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fleshly things that kind of get us out of kelter. And so the lust of the flesh has everything to do with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It was in the Garden of Eden. But he said, he said, our biggest enemy opponent is the thing that lives within our own body. You're not my, my enemy. My enemy is what lives in me. It's myself. I've always said, I'm not really your problem. The guy in the mirror is really your problem. Now, I may help, I may help you every once in a while, but I'm not really the problem. So Paul is dealing with this. And he said, if a man will walk in the spirit, if you learn to walk in the spirit, then, then you won't be sabotaged or you won't be snared by the things of the flesh. So the word walk is a word, it's a Greek word called peripateo. This is going to get a little funny, kind of. Peripateo is a Greek word. It's two words. The word peri, it means around, encircled, or encircles. That's what peri means. 
to be encircled like a corral or in circles. And the word pateo means movement of the feet. It's to tread or to step in a general vicinity. So the Greek lexicon, some of you know this by heart because I've talked about this a few times, but when you see the word walk in the spirit, it's, it's a word we get for to dance. Really? So I know some of you that raised in Pentecost and Assembly of God and Church of God and Four Square and Three Square, you think, oh, walking in the Spirit means I speak in tongues and I'm just following God. You're wrong. You're wrong. And I'm sorry if I offended you, but maybe now, after I said that, you'll start paying attention. <laughs> it means to dance with the Spirit of God. To dance in the word of God. Because Jesus said the words that I speak are what? Spirit and life. So the word of God is written is, is the spirit of God. The fleshly man of Jesus is the spirit of God. They're all one. You can't separate one. So the word is the spirit and, and the, spirit, uh, the word is the life of God and all these things. So to dance with the spirit, it means to, to walk with the spirit. It means to dance with the spirit. So it's, it's more than just a badge or a medal that we've been programmed that someone would see that we are more spiritual than someone else. It's the second one that it screams they've practiced in silence. They've practiced in secrecy. Unlike Herman had to look at everywhere his feet were going and chomping and stomping, doing his very best. But after a while, that it's possible that we spend so much time with God that it now that becomes flowing. This is how God wants the world to see us, flowing and following the leadership of his steps. That second film, they didn't even look at their feet. They didn't even look at one another. I mean, I mean, while they are, it looked like something that is unimaginable, but it comes by practicing. So when I watched that second one, I'm telling you straight up, that's not the first time they did that together. And when we get involved in church, especially a church kind of like this, and we're not for sure what it is, but it's a good one. Well, we don't know where the clap, we, we don't know where the stomp, stomp our feet. We, we, we don't know when the music starts. We don't know if we just, just stand or look around. We don't know what to do. But I will tell you that the more you're in the presence of God, that when the music starts, we just find ourselves just worshiping the Father. flowing with the Father. We find ourselves, and he said, this is what I want the whole world to see when they watch your life that you and I have been practicing. This is not something that I do on Sunday morning. This is something that's done in the wee hours in a dark bedroom. This is something that happens in the backside of nowhere behind the steering wheel. I want the world to know that you and I have been practicing this dance 
when no one was looking. I really don't care what you do here. Oh, I kind of do. But what are you doing when I'm not around? And I pray that you will walk with God. I'm praying that you'll be such of a man and woman, God, whether people will follow him or not, you'll still walk with God. Though he slays me, I'll still serve him. Habakkuk said, even though there's no calves in the stall and there's no fruit on the trees, but yet I will rejoice in him. Because this is my desire for you before I leave this planet that you have been walking with God so long that the day will come when it's no longer you. But it's God in you. And the world will want to see what it's like for a man or woman to be so possessed by the Spirit of God that they waltz and they flow and they move without striving, without laboring. And it's a wonderful thing to watch as people, we just flow with God. Father, this morning I'm going to ask you to do what only that you can do. There's your word says that your sheep know your voice and they follow you. This word follow that we've learned today that it's not on a four-lane road. It's not on a two-lane blacktop. It's just a very lonely, uncharted path. No crowds, no multitudes. It's just you and I. Through all my loneliness and my dark days, you've always been there. I've questioned many times why that we had to go through these things, but now I've learned through the years that it's because I could hear you clearly and correctly. For everyone that's hurting this morning, for everyone that feels lonely, for everyone that's feels abandoned, for everyone here this morning, your sheep that's felt like they've been culled and set aside, they have not. that you're taking them somewhere that maybe they've never been before. That they could hear your voice clearly and correctly as they follow you. Father, I believe it's your intent that my whole life would be a dance, flowing and moving. Something that screams that practice has been going on behind the public's eye. And for everyone in this place, I pray that we would get to the place of walking with God for so long that it's no longer us. God took us. God moved in us. God possesses us. And I pray that will be found today. And let it be said today as we write it somewhere 
in the pages of our heart that after today, we walk with God and we followed him and he spoke to us and he eased my mind and he calmed my heart. Let that happen today, Father, in Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, amen. amen. Stand with me this morning if you feel like Herman Munster sometime going through this thing, huh? Yeah. So to answer a question that you never ask, especially when it comes to the mechanics of God. So how do I act and how do I respond? And I was raised in a church where you had to do nothing. And then I was, you know, how, what do I do? And Jesus calmly told at the wedding feast when they ran out of wine, this is what he said. Whatsoever, she said, that he says to you, do it. Mary said, we've run out. And so we're at a point now then that whatever the Lord says to you, do it. And we're all right as Christians until we reach where we run out of something. And when you run out of something, now you get desperate. Maybe your marriage is running out. Maybe your mind is running out. Maybe you're running out and you're out. Now what do we do? And I'll say to you, whatever he says to you this morning, do it. Communion servers, please come and make your way to the front. I want you to walk with God from this day after. I don't mean in a group or a parade or a community. I want you to walk with God as a couple. You see, for over three and a half years that these disciples had been walking with Jesus alongside masses and crowds. They had been with him every step of the way as the multitudes and the masses and the groups of people that have followed him and the, and the, and the disciples was always getting distracted. Spiritual squirrels, if you would, constantly. They got distracted by the size of the people. They got distracted by the, the shapes of the people. They, they were constantly distracted until the end of his life. The night before his crucifixion, they begin to walk with him now in a very private setting. And in a very private setting, Yalak that Jesus begins to unfold the mystery of Holy Communion. Jesus took the bread and he lifted up and he said in John 6 that your fathers did eat of the manna that came from the heaven, but they died. But I am the bread of life and if any man eat of me, he will never die. And then he took the cup and he lifted it up. 
And he said, this is the ram's blood in the Old Testament. But I am the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And if any man eat of this bread and drink of this cup, forgiveness shall be his. This morning, let's walk with God. Let's begin. Let's show the world that we're flowing with his footsteps that will make them want to know the God that we know. In Jesus' name. Amen.